All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever! Yeah! All right, hammer! What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk! That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, Toyset. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Oh yeah, listen to that new intro. We uh we we are stylish now. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast. Uh you, the Detroit podcast for film, TV news and discussion. I am here as I am every week with my friends Colin Ward and Mitch Haba. And I'm Kale Davidoff. Uh every week we get together and we uh we talk about a film. Uh, and we talk about some news headlines. By the way, the little intro there. Can you guys think you could name all the movies at some point? No. Or do you think you can pick I'm those not, out? Any, anything, anyone, anything anyone recognizes? <laughs> yes. Uh, without already being told what was in it. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I told you one. You told me one. Um, there was one. obviously The Dark Knight. Um, yeah, which is my favorite quote in yeah. movie history. Um, Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard with the camera action stuff, yes. Yeah. I don't know if you actually put a clip from the player in there or not. I did not. Um, the uh, other ones are um, uh, Tropic Thunder. Okay. And uh, Star Wars was in there. What a piece of junk. Um, oh, Bowfinger. Okay. This is a great script. That's okay. from that's from Bowfinger. Oh, okay. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. Yeah, I've seen it's a that. It's funny movie. Um, um, something. Oh, Singing in the Rain. Okay. Um, and I think that's it. Movies about Maybe. making movies. Movies about making movies. Nicely done. Anyways, um, so, so we every week we see a movie and we gather together here and we we talk about it and we've done this thing. Well, pay attention. This is uh, it's kind of complex rules. We've done this thing where every five episodes and this is our fifteenth episode, we uh, we see a movie from the past as well as uh, a movie that's out right now. And we're going from the year nineteen ninety and and up as we go every five episodes. So for nineteen ninety, we watch Ghosts. For 91, we watched Terminator 2. And this week, for our 15th show, for 1992, yes, right? Yes. Yes. 1992, we watched One The two. Crying Game. And we also went and saw uh, the new Judd Apatow, Amy Schumer movie, Trainwreck. So we'll talk about those in a second. But um, we'll get to a, a, a few movie headlines first. Um, we'll, we'll keep it kind of brief because we've got two movies to talk about. But uh, n- luckily for us, not, not much news floating around in Hollywood this week. Um one bit of news is that uh, Channing Tatum exited the Gambit film, which was this uh, uh, X-Men spinoff film that he was going to do. Um, and maybe not in correlation with that is that uh, there's uh, rumors floating around that in addition to the Paul Feig uh, women Ghostbusters movie coming out next year, they're going to do a, another male Ghostbusters and that Channing Tatum might be in it. So these are the rumors floating around today. And we were kind of talking before the show if maybe one goes with the other, maybe Channing Tatum would, you know, he doesn't have time to do both and would rather do Ghostbusters or so, you know, that might be the case. Or not. I don't know. I, I think it's a little, sh- it's a shame. I love Chain Tatum. It's a little shame that I think he's not doing the Gambit movie, but he wants to do other things, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. He's, he has, a, he's a kind of turning into a comedic actor, so. Yeah, I, he is. I can see why he'd want to do Ghostbusters instead or the spinoff or if it even happens. So. Yeah. You, what do you guys think about this new, possibly this new male Ghostbusters movie that might might be happening? The rumors, nothing official yet. Yeah, I mean, we got to see what they're what they're doing with it. I heard it was a spinoff. I heard it was a reboot. 
I don't know what's going on with it. They're, they're creating a universe. The, the, yeah. bl- the, the, the Ghostbusters cinematic universe. Again, like, this is going... I think <laughs> we're jumping the gun here and just let one movie come out and then... It's like the same gripe you have with Star Wars, yeah, right? Exactly. Which is that they're just, they were planning a million movies and the first one hasn't even come out yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. It really it doesn't get me excited for one. It Like, if I see a movie... And it's really good. Then I'll be excited for a new yeah, one. Yeah, it's so. hard to get excited. I mean, it's like... <laughs> it's and, like and, three and, years and, down know, the line, and, this Ghostbusters movie. And again, these are just rumors. But again, if it happens, we don't even know if Channing Tatum's in this new Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. If it, you know, if he makes some sort of appearance or whatever. Or maybe, you know, maybe Ghostbusters Cinematic Universe will start doing this thing where after the credits, they have uh, they have hints to <laughs> the next one. A, a I, new thought, ghost. I thought that it was rumored or um, maybe confirmed that he was going to be like their secretary. Oh, is that That's confirmed? what I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's so, Wait, is it him? Yeah, I think so. I didn't know if it was him or if it was um, Thor. What's yeah, I thought it was Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Chris Hemsworth. Big, muscly men. I don't... I can't, I can't get <laughs> them Those straight. are so much muscle, I get them confused. <laughs> Anyways, I think it kind of sucks for Gambit fans, and I know that there are people out there that were really excited for this movie, but... um. You know, it's whatever. It's trying It'll... to get off the ground for years. Yeah, now, it, it has, yeah. Um, so... I don't know. We'll see who will be cast in that. Maybe we'll have... Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll have news shortly about that. I'm, I, I can't imagine they're going to want to keep pushing this movie yeah. years and years. Um, that was the biggest news kind of this week. The other thing is the Toronto Film Festival lineup is out. Yeah, yeah. They released a massive 300-film uh, lineup. Um, Toronto. And, I mean, things that have come out of here in the past have been Imitation Game, 12 Years of Slave. Winners here have been Imitation Game. 12 Years a Slave, Silver Linings Playbook, King's Speech, uh, Precious, Slumdog yeah, Millionaire. Right. So it's really like... A good festival. Yeah, the gear up the for award season. Festival. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, Sundance Next to Toronto. Sundance. Yeah, Camp. six Camp. out of seven of the past winners of Toronto have been nominated for Best Picture. Three out of seven of those have been winning Best Picture. So um, it's getting off. It's starting off to the races. and hmm. Got some interesting ones. Um. The Danish Girl, which is going to correlate a lot with The Crying Game uh, today. Um, directed by Tom Hooper, starring Eddie Redmayne. He plays um, this husband of a German painter that gets sexual reassignment surgery in the 1920s. He gets a sexual reassignment? Yeah, or sh- okay. he, he does. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, cool. no, that was at like Cannes, right? <laughs> no, no. no. Huh. What, uh, I'm Maybe have we talked about this movie before? I don't, maybe no, not. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, but I don't um, know where I was just hearing about it. Maybe it was just through this stuff. Yeah. So you have Eddie Redman playing a right freshly off the the boat of winning, winning an Oscar, an Oscar right. um, doing another very Oscar friendly picture by an Oscar friendly director. Yep. Uh, then we have <laughs> Free, free Held. Say, but yep. <laughs> which is um, Julianne Moore, who also won the Oscar last year. Oh. Wow. Playing uh, Laurel Hester, who was a police uh, officer that was diagnosed with terminal cancer, and oh, she, she just gets the fun parts. Yeah, she? yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then she also um, she's a lesbian and she's struggling to get um, the benefits for for her wife. Hmm. Uh, true story. Um, oh wow! Gotcha. This was a documentary that was also made in 2008 that won Oscar for best documentary. Um, huh. Hmm. So that's coming when, out. When and... are when are uh, 
big time actors going to start like being nominated for comedic roles? <laughs> That's a good question. It's a very good question. Not uh, since Kevin Klein, Alan Arkin, even then. Yeah, I mean Alan Arkin. That wasn't really like still. I mean comedic, yes, but yeah. I mean, still, the sunshine is sad role. Yeah, it's like a really depressing funny. movie in a lot of ways. Egg, <laughs> continue. Um, then we have Legend, uh, which stars Tom Hardy. Uh, he's playing two gangsters, so there'll be two Tom Hardys on screen at the same time. Are you serious? Because he's playing twins. twins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, directed by the same guy um, who directed L.A. Confidential. Oh, no Should way. Be pretty sweet. Uh, I'm excited. I'm you sold. Yeah, yeah sold. I'm, I'm in. Good on that. We got the program with Ben Foster as Lance Armstrong. Oh, should I like be, Ben Foster. Should be interesting. Always been a minor character actor and. He's really good in 310 to Yuma. Yeah. Like, he's really good in that. And then we got um, Trumbo, starring Brian Cranston, uh, playing the 1940s screenwriter who was blacklisted for his political beliefs. Oh. Uh, I think Helen Mirren's also in that film. I like. Um, other films that are premiering there, Black Mass with Johnny Depp and Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, The Martian, uh, Ridley Scott's Is new film. Wow. Black Mass, the one about... Whitey um, Bulger. Whitey yeah, Bulger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He looks um, good in that. Yeah. And we got a new Michael Moore documentary. Um where do we what's it called where to, where invade, to invade next, invade next so. where to invade next toronto serving major major oscar contenders right there that's crazy or possible oscar contenders yeah i mean we'll see movies haven't come out yet yeah. so we'll see <laughs> but those all sound interesting I'm interested yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm most excited to to see when eventually when we see these movies. I mean, Legend. Uh, you, I just first of all, I've heard of it. Now I'm looking it up. It's, it sounds really awesome. Um, and then also Black Mash. It's like I don't know. I'm, I have high hopes for that movie. Yeah. But I also think I could be disappointed by that yes. movie. I have. I have reservations. <laughs> is, is, is I the only one who felt that? Like watching trailers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have reservations for any Johnny Depp movie um, because when I see a Johnny Depp movie I don't see his character I see Johnny mm -hmm. Depp and um, it's amazing how that happened because I think for years it was the opposite right for I mean his you know his 90s career well, and up until Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. I always thought it was the opposite but no one you know you, you didn't see but, him you saw the character he was such a good actor and like yeah getting into a role but I think like it, it's like kind of a weird effect where it's like he played so many eccentric and interesting unique characters like edward scissorhands and ed wood and you know jack sparrow that he no longer like disappears into the role it's like oh it's another unique character that looks like johnny depp yeah <laughs> well, he's kind of, well he's kind of become you know one of those actors who's just bigger than the screen in a yeah. lot of ways um, yeah I th i'm i'm interested in for this one because i mean the makeup looks really great yeah right. and i think it's i mean whitey bulger is such an like oh interesting and eccentric character to yeah, begin with right. i think this might be a good balance of that part of which we love about johnny depp mixed with his actual talent which we don't really get to see as much anymore um right he's a really great actor though. yeah yeah obviously. obviously anyone seen mordecai no. <laughs> no neither did anyone else um well cool um what are you guys anything else to say you guys are excited about anything in particular um you have bets already on this is Eddie Redmayne gonna? Uh, I hope not. He might he repeat. Get, he might get nominated. I'm sure he'll probably get nominated. That yeah. seems to happen. The actors seem to get nominated. I think that we're. Uh, I think this is. I, I, I have a feeling that uh, it is bound by the heavens that Leonardo DiCaprio is going to win an Oscar this year. The movie uh, has to be good. Yeah, the movie has to be I very know, good. But I don't know. I'm just, we're already getting that. 
But every time we're already getting that. I yeah. mean, it's like you you re- look at the comments on these trailers for Rev- the Revenant. It's mm-hmm. just like yeah, people are like, is there even a movie here? Or are we just ready to give him an Oscar? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I say that cynically when I say he's bound to be yeah. one to win it. I guess. Well, the thing with you know his unfortunate luck is every time he has been nominated, somebody has been nominated who. The person who has won has been in like a way better role or a way better character, a way better movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was nominated when Daniel Day Lewis was nominated for There Will Be Blood, and there are countless others. Yeah. Uh, it's just like it's not. It's just it, bad luck. And when he comes, when he you know has a really good acting role, so maybe this is his year. But when you list off. Eddie Redmayne as a transitioning person. It's like, oh, well, that's yeah. going to win. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I mean, Tom Hooper has like such a reputation with his actors. Yeah, to that's great true, performances right? yeah. out of them. Right. Also, by the way, speaking of film festivals, the Traverse City Film Festivals this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm unfortunately not going, but um, have you guys ever been? No, I haven't. I wanted to go. It's this... always been a thing I've like wanted to do. I'm usually working and I can't. And this year I'm not. But there's too much going on other weekends. I can't yeah. really do it. I wanted to go um, this year, uh, but all the things I wanted to like see were during the week, and like yeah, you know, it's a, yeah, it's, it's the same state, it. but right. it's four and a half hours tr- away. And yeah. this might yeah. be like a very amateur question of me. I don't really know how film festivals, how attending them work. Do you have to like buy a ticket? You buy like a pat. You can buy a pass, or you can buy individual tickets. I'm not entirely sure how Traverse Cities works. Okay. Um, but if you buy like the festival pass, you can pretty much get into anything. Yeah. So long as you are there in time, because oh. you know there's only so many seats. But like my, my one of my favorite comedians uh, is going to be doing his Doug Benson is going to be doing his Doug Loves Movie Show, and he's going to be doing um, the Benson Interruption for Top Gun and Speed, like oh, cool. midnight showings where, the, where they where they yeah where they talk through the movie and make fun of it. That's and, cool. Yeah. So I always I want to do that one day, and I tweeted at Doug Benson. I was like, "Can't you just come down to Detroit like that week for like one show?" <laughs> no, no response. He was probably getting high somewhere. Come on, Doug. <laughs> probably getting high somewhere. Uh-huh. Getting Doug. Getting Doug with high. I think. Well, maybe one maybe one day we will uh, we, we will do a show at the Traverse City Film Festival. Yes. Who knows? I one see it in our future. I now that we have a, a legit intro. Yeah, no, that may really it does. It make makes the, the difference yeah. completely. <laughs> it really ties. The Here comes together. the money, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, to me, if I'm, I don't think I would ever buy tickets to a film festival. Even as much as I love film, it's hard. Yeah, I I think it would be very hard. It'd be very stressful, and it I is. wouldn't enjoy my movies unless there is like a for sure panel discussion after the movie. So where I can talk to like directors and actors. So I went to um for my like I can't remember if it was a birthday or graduation present, but I went to Sundance in twenty twelve wow. when um Beasts of the Southern Wild was mm-hmm. there. The problem is you don't know what is good. You hear buzz and stuff, but you've already like like weeks in advance have chosen which movies you're going to see, like and planned it out and so there when i was there i only saw like six or seven movies and i was there for three or four days Hmm. it's really hard to be able to like like plan it out so i didn't see beast of southern wild i didn't see a bunch of other like big time films that 
ended up that are like some of my favorites like the raid premiered then but i saw sleepwalk with me and um which i don't know if you guys have seen it's really good mike berbiglia and no ira glass wasn't there but mike berbiglia was there and they did a panel afterwards it's like this is it's really cool sunday plus it's sundance you know park city is beautiful so see that would be an even even harder one because some movies there are so obscure and it's so early in the year Mm -hmm. and it's like right during like oscars almost (laughs) yeah it is yeah it's like well yeah it's before then but the um yeah it's difficult you you can't really do it in one weekend if you are going to solely watch movies you have to you have to go for a week if that's what you're gonna do um but it's a big party so if you ever decide to go to a film festival and you have the time do the whole week because you will have a ton of fun, I think. Well, also, if any film festival wants three guys coming to their festival, we'll gladly accept Yeah, give tickets. us passes yeah. and, uh, and we'll talk about yeah. the movies. We'll talk yeah. about the movies. How great your festival is. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have nothing we'll, but pleasant We'll post this to link to Sundance yeah. <laughs> and Tiff and, yeah. All Hashtag of send Woodwards to... <laughs> send us to things. Give us stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that about does it for uh, for news. Um, as we said earlier in the show, we we uh, watched two movies this week. One um, from this week called Trainwreck, and then one um, from nineteen ninety two, The Crying Game. I think we'll uh, we'll start off with Trainwreck, and we'll get to the Crying Game later. Um, Trainwreck, of course, is the uh, the Judd Apatow movie with Amy Schumer and Bill Hader. Um, and LeBron James and a bunch of other athletes that I thought was fun and. Um, yeah, it's it's been it kind of it didn't beat Ant Man, but it did very well for itself at the box office, and people critically seem to like it a lot. And uh, I'm just fresh out of the theater seeing it. Um, let's go around and do some initial thoughts. Uh, anyone want to start? Who's who's chomping at the bit? Mitch, oh, I'll, I'll go. Um, I saw it last week, uh, but it's still fresh on my mind. Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was funny. I really like Amy Schumer. I think she's. Uh, this is her year, which is can be a good thing and a bad thing because it seems like not at this point it's like okay now take a break because we don't want to get tired of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wrote it and um, obviously is the star in it and she's very good, uh, funny. Um, a lot of the stuff comes straight from her stand up, which is the case for most films that are uh, mm-hmm. written by comedians. Um, did you get the sense her life or no? Yeah, I mean obviously, obviously you're comedy reflects you know your reality Mm -hmm. um and truth uh but yeah i really liked it i I love like i said i love the um the athlete cameos like uh mari stoudemire and lebron james and even like tony romo it's like what the hell i love he gets up there goes i'm tony romo (laughs) which is like for the audience because the people in that room will know who he is (laughs) right because it took me a second because you know i know what he looks like and i was like i think that yeah it is (laughs) that's him um and uh, yeah i think overall it was just really funny and well acted and um it was long like most judd apatow movies but it didn't feel too long um and it's just like a who's who of snl former and current cast members and just like um famous famous comedians Mm -hmm. which is great because judd apatow is a comedy nerd like he loves comedy and he knows all those people so right when tim meadows showed up i Mm -hmm. literally yelled tim meadows (laughs) and like other people did too it was really weird (laughs) yeah yeah i i really enjoyed train rack uh i found it 
to be hysterical yet moving uh, smart yet raunchy and uh just just really great work by amy schumer across the board i thought her acting was on point both comedic and dramatic the cast is great and um screenplay is really smart and tackles some issues that a lot of r-rated comedies i don't think could do and could do as successfully as Trainwreck did. Um, and if they were to do it, it would be like really, uh, like you know, childish. Yeah, or, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it would be as genuine as mm-hmm. as this as this did. Um, so yeah, I I I can't wait to get into further discussion about this. Um, I liked it. I thought it was good. I think it was really good. I, I'm I'm surprised you guys are like touting her acting because I didn't think it was that good at all. Really, really. I mean, I thought the scene where she was giving the eulogy was really really good. But other than that, I mean, even down to the like comedic points where she's like listing what she ate that day. I thought like didn't... that's so great. No, like it was written well. I just didn't think it was performed well. I don't know. No, and it was weird because no one in the theater, like our theater, was laughing a lot, but not necessarily at her parts a lot. It was weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I can that see can that. that can affect but... the way I saw it. But like, I don't know. I thought she was. I don't know. I thought some of her energy wasn't even throughout huh. in a lot of I ways. But any, anyways, I, I but I I think it's a good movie. Um, I I. I I didn't think it, I wasn't laughing out loud so much, but I was. I thought it was fun and funny. Like Mitch said, it was a little long. I kind of felt like Bill Hader at the end of that movie, where he's just like watching her do cheerleading stuff, and is like, "Okay, like come here, let's end it. Like why? Let's just kiss. We all know it's gonna happen." Kind that was of a thing. Great scene, and I, I don't. I don't. I don't mean the scene. Like watching the scene. I, mean, I felt like that during the whole movie, which yeah. is like I saw all this stuff coming. Like I saw her yeah. trying to hook up with the intern. Like I saw her trying to like. Uh, well, I didn't see her being. I don't know. It's she's kind of a she's kind of a piece of shit. Like yeah, mostly throughout the whole movie. Yeah, she's a train. And I, <laughs> I guess that was the only other thing that irked me. Not because I could see at the end of the movie why Bill Hader likes her, but I couldn't figure out at all in the beginning of the movie, other than being horny, why Bill Hader was really into her after like a date. Because I, here's the other thing: is that like Amy Schumer is really funny. I didn't think Amy Townsend was that funny. I thought she came across to like characters in that world. I mean, we're laughing at her, but. I thought she came across in that world as like, she's just a, an asshole. She's kind of boring. And I don't know. Like if she's, a, I don't know if she's not boring, but she's just like, like I, I can't like that scene where she's like that scene where she's in his office talking about how much sports suck and then you know how she doesn't have any black friends is like not really like a. I didn't think that Bill Hader's character would be like, oh my god, I'm really into this girl, you know. I don't think he was at that moment in it. Yeah, but one was I, besides the fact that they walk in her in in his apartment and like she takes her shirt off. That was like when he was into her. Yeah, and I I you know what I mean like I, but I don't I know. mean she well her character is extremely cynical and you know she obviously admires her father much more than her sister does and takes after him and her father is kind of kind of an asshole too. He's racist. He's an alcoholic. Um. And I think that's that your transition for this movie. It was on her for her character was, you know, learning to love yourself. And I think by the end of that movie, and recognizing that her herself, Amy, needs and is worthy of love. I think that was a totally valid character development for her. The whole movie. I mean, no, I'm not she, saying, she I'm not saying a, her, she is a mess her, and she is an her, asshole. Yeah, yeah. 
Her but, development is definitely valid. And I love the line by Bill Hader that's like, that totally pins point her character, which is like, if you never try, you won't screw up and, or you won't fail. Or it might've been, it's not verbatim, but like, that's her character, yeah. right? Where she mm-hmm. like never gives into anything. But also it's one thing to be cynical, but she's very cynical in practice to the point where it's like almost unbelievable. Like, well, look at where she works. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just like everything about it was just, it's just like, yeah. if I, it's like, I don't know. There's parts where like Bill Hader's like, yeah, I read your articles and like, they were really good. And like, I'm like, no, you wouldn't think, I just didn't believe that he would think that. I thought he would be, if anything, I thought he would be like insecure about like, maybe like she's got so much experience, you know what I mean? Like maybe with other guys. And, I think and, she, like, he was, he evolved. Yeah, he but they, they like touched on that, but then they like didn't really like, there was no reason for him to overcome it other than the fact that he did. Like there wasn't anything that was like, they didn't sit that. down and have a conversation about how like, it wasn't chasing Amy, right? There wasn't like a conversation about like, which I'm glad it wasn't, but because then it, then it's, then there's another two and a half hours in the movie. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I like, and there's things like as far as the pacing, like I actually thought the John Cena parts were funny as hell. I thought there was oh, like he's great, yeah, but like great. I could have done without all of that, even though it was the funniest parts of the movie. I think it was like that could have been five minutes instead of you know the whole first act. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I that's like all that. set up for like who she's dating or who she, you know, she doesn't really tell people that she is dating, like that she is a slut basically, and that she is she sleeps around with all sorts of people. I mean, John Cena's character thought that they were exclusive. <laughs> he had no reason to believe that, but like through her, just like friendliness, I guess, uh, just kind of misleads people. So. Which, yeah. which they touch up on like later Bill Hader says like yeah I do have a problem with the fact that you've slept with hundreds of guys and you smoke weed and drink too much and whatnot and, and he, they all went through something yeah and I, th- I <laughs> no they did they go through something yeah. I just it's like it was very sometimes like it jumps she's just she's just like such a piece of shit sometimes it's like a, like when Bill Hader's like says I love you at her, at her father at the, after the funeral and she goes off at him it was like that is a really awful time to say I love you. I mean, sure. The but, first time. Sure, but you wouldn't. But I, I feel like it was just like so. It's one thing to like be upset about it, but another thing for her to just like. Lay into I mean, he's trying to comfort her. She's trying to give her reason for happiness and a reason of, in, a, in a moment of sadness. And but like, she, I mean, and she, I, I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be like, oh, are we laughing with her? Or I, I wasn't I wasn't sure if that was like a. You know, like a Seinfeld a, moment. That was, was a tough moment. Like, I, I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed yeah, to Yeah, I didn't either. Like, I didn't know. Like, in Curb, if that happened, I would, like, you'd be like, oh, Larry's being a dick. Like, like, oh, you're saying this now? Like, you're, you're, this is my funeral. This is a funeral. And you're coming up here and you're telling me you love me. But, like, when he, in that movie, I wasn't sure if, like, am I laughing at this or is this a moment where they're going to get mad at each other? And they did, but then they didn't again for a while. It was really weird. I don't know. Just, like, moments like this. She's just, like, so, she's so aggressive. It's like, I don't know. It kind of it was like a big, from Bill Hader's point of view, who I thought was, I thought in I thought in general he was really awesome. I've mm-hmm. never really like it's like his first like big lead role, probably. I mean, I feel like he always plays like smaller parts. He did the Skeleton Twins last year, uh, yeah. which was very very well received. I didn't see it, but um, yeah, right. I never saw it. I I heard that he did great in it. Yeah, I think and I think I heard that's kind of what got him this. Yeah. This was his you know, acting ability yeah. in that. And he does voice acting. I mean, he was in Inside Out. But right. yeah, you're right. I don't think he's ever really. But I thought I don't know. I thought a big it was great. film, mm-hmm. obviously, Skeleton Twins. Um, I also um, I don't know. 
It was funny. I mean, I definitely laughed. Like, it was it's absolutely funny. I mean, I thought I was ready to go in there hating on LeBron, but he was he was funny. Yeah. He was good. I mean, yeah. You know, I thought when he like I loved his his frugalness. I thought that yeah. was really funny. And I loved what he. <laughs> He mentions that he has free texting, which I thought was really, really funny because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's LeBron. I mean, like most people either don't text anymore or they like, you know, they you know, either do like whatever. apps yeah. or whatever. I don't know. It was really funny. Yeah. Like pick up the check. He's like, why? I, I don't want to end up like MC Hammer. And he's like, why do I have to? Because you're LeBron James. <laughs> pick up the check. <laughs> I also thought, I, I also think that uh, kind of will probably go underrated in this movie is Amari Stoudemire because LeBron's kind of the sports yeah. star in this movie. I thought Amari Stoudemire was A, better at acting, and two, like his, the whole thing where post-surgery he's talking about Giselle yeah. was so <laughs> funny. Yeah. yeah, follow her on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. I like the um, intervention scene. Oh yeah, was your Marv Albert. That's, was that Mar- was my Albert. least favorite. Really? Yeah. Well, it was kind of out of nowhere. Like it, that also, I was trying to figure out the whole scene. I'm like, okay, is Matthew Broderick playing himself? Is Matthew Broderick yeah, playing himself? And then, then they're like, Broderick. Like, okay, good. Yeah, but I think it was just to have Marv Albert commentate yeah, the argument. Yeah, I mean, it's kind LeBron of LeBron is ripping into him. <laughs> look, it's it's a real hip thing nowadays that like part of comedy movies is like the cameos, right? Like yeah. how strong your cameos. So it's like you just it's like. Mm-hmm. If it was forced, and that's another scene where it's like, okay, just take that out. You, know, yeah. you have a you have a shorter movie, yeah. you know. Yeah, but that was that was the main one for me. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how you you mentioned like you saw you knew where this was going, and I definitely agree with Obviously. that. It, yeah, I mean, it's a romantic, it, it, it's comedy. romantic comedy. It, fo- right, it does right. follow that formula, but I think what Schumer does with kind of twisting the tropes that we normally get with this with this type of movie like the scenes between bill Hader and lebron james it's to like bill Hader is like playing like the quote woman part of that yeah i mean yeah and it was interesting to see two males discussing that that's like not about like oh man you just you know fuck her and get on with it like something that we see like so often in these types of movies i know I agree, and like that's kind of the draw for this movie, yeah. right? Which mm-hmm. is like it's oh, it's a twist on the romantic comedy, um, which it is, and I like. It, it is okay, but it also did remind me of this. I'm gonna I want to play this for you. It, it reminded me of this a lot. We now return to busy business lady whose life is missing something, but she doesn't realize it because she's so busy with business. No, no, I cannot make that business meeting. I've got a different business meeting at three, and we'll be doing business there. I was wondering if you're free for coffee. Oh, no, I can't. I've got a lunch meeting and then a meeting after lunch. After that... Over the next 90 minutes, I'd like to show you that all your problems can be solved by my penis. <laughs> so, like, obviously, like, the the, bi- the businesswoman thing isn't as much played up in this movie, yeah. but it is one of those things where, like, oh, I've got dad issues and I... Um, I can't stop sleeping with everyone and I'm afraid of commitment, but Bill Hader's going to solve everything for me kind of thing. Yeah, but that's romantic. <laughs> you're I, right. I know, like, but, I but, I'm, like, but I'm I, saying I, that like it is a twist, but it's yeah, also I get what the you're same. Saying, like, the she's kind of like playing the male role almost. I, th- yeah, I thought right. about like, I thought about this afterwards. I'm like, like uh, where is this like in your rank of like, I thought to myself, like in how is this like a feminist picture? Because I mean, she, Amy Schumer is no stranger to yeah, like, yeah, these types right, of issues. Right. And I thought at the end of the movie, I was thinking to myself, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, you know what? Your life is 
wrong when you're like sleeping with all people drinking and and that but your life is good when in the case of her sister like when you're married and have kids and Mm -hmm. but i was it's more so i think why i didn't have a problem with that why i don't have a problem with that now is because amy's character didn't know what she wanted and as it turns out she does want this and you know and i don't think she's they're saying like you know you you can't you know drink and you can't smoke weed and be successful if that's what makes you happy like by all means do that like yeah i don't they're never not saying that but what made amy happy like character amy was being with bill so that's i mean of course you should follow that well i also give them credit too because i think that part of you know, it is not anti-feminist to get married and have kids. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's not. And I think that that's a good. Like it's a good thing they put that in that in this movie as a positive character. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, I think that that's necessary in this kind of film. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, and she's also she's not like your stereotypical like. Oh, I just you know from the beginning she just wants to find the man that she's been looking for. Like she feels real. She doesn't. Like she's not kind searching of. for. I she think feels she, real, but she, she sleeps with so many. You get the you get the impression it's like literally every night she's sleeping with someone. She's drinking every day, which I guess you know the drinking part is obviously real. There are it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, this, that's there are people like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, many look, people look, like that. Sure, yeah, okay, look, yeah, people that yeah, I'm sure there are, but like yeah. most people that were in the theater that I was in today couldn't relate with that as far as that's like real life. True, but I'm I mean? sure there. Well, we're not honest. watching a movie about the people in your theater. <laughs> no, I know, but like, but there's a certain like. You're talking about like being grounded in reality. I think a lot of this movie like teeters on is it or is it not kind of thing. We're like, I th- it felt very real to me. I don't it know. did to me too. There is a lot of personality traits in Amy that, while I don't know if it was one full character would embody all these traits, mm-hmm. but there were traits that I saw of myself in there. I saw of my friends in her that yeah. I thought was like, oh, this Same. is a believable person living <laughs> in New York City that's mm-hmm. had. You know, not the easiest upbringing. Yeah. And I like that when she, obviously because she's the main character, but when she finds out, like, that she does, in fact, want Bill or it was Aaron Cross. Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Um, when she finds out she does want him, she fights to get him back. She doesn't just let him realize, like, that mm-hmm. they, sh- you know, let him do the work, which is uh, the case for most romantic comedies where, like, the guy's like, I wanted you, and blah, blah, blah. And I like the end because I like how they they address that by, like, <laughs> having her, like, do something different. Like, she, throughout the entire movie, she talks about how she's not a cheerleader. Yeah. And cheerleading is, you know, fucking stupid. She doesn't understand sports at all. And then she joins the Knicks, like, well, joins it. You know, she she joins the Knicks uh, cheerleading dance team for, like, a routine and it's hilarious the whole scene had me laughing like and smiling because it she could you could tell she like actually really tried to do yeah. it and she's like yeah. behind and but actually like still doing a good job and then you know you end the scene with her trying to do a dunk and it's it's hilarious so i love that but uh yeah i i don't know, it felt very real and that's judd apatow i mean all of his movies are very grounded in humanity and reality so yeah and i think the pairing of Schumer and Judd here is so works so well because with if you've seen Amy Schumer's TV show, mm. her writing is kind of raunchy, real real raunchy. There yeah. more raunchy than I thought the movie was, mm-hmm. uh, more experimental than the mo- than what the movie is. So I think 
when Judd brings his, you know, more grounded in real life. Yeah. Relativity? Well, <laughs> well yeah. I mean, she's a sketch, she's a stand-up and a sketch yeah. writer. Yeah. So, yeah. So he brings and channels her into a, you know, fully realized universe that this movie is. Mm-hmm. I guess one scene that stood out to me in terms of, like, like, come on, was the scene where, like, she sleeps with him, and the next day he calls... And this is the scene I saw in the trailer. Yeah. And it, which, had me, which had me rolling my eyes and, like, <clears throat> I, I don't know. The scene where, where, you know, he calls her the next day. And, and, and just, Vanessa Bayer. And every, yeah, and yeah. both of them were just like, why would he do that? This is insane. And, like, they kept beating that to death. And it was just like... It was a little, that was a little no, cartoonish. Like, what, I didn't like... You're right. You know, it's like you... I mean, I guess it's, a, it's... Again, it's a part of that, like, they're trying to flip it where, like, normally girls would be like, oh, my God, he hasn't called. And I get yeah. it. But it's also like, come on, no one would, like... They yeah. may they might joke about it once, but like she was beating it to death. I'm calling the cops. Like I, mean, I know she's joking, but like yeah, okay, but it's her pretty... character was absurd. Yeah. <laughs> Vanessa know, Bayer's I'm just, character. I'm just saying, it's like, I, but but I thought that you know, as the audience, we're supposed to be sitting there being like, yeah, that's so weird that Bill Hader would call her after he slept with her. No, what a it's, weirdo! It's, it's not weird that he's doing that. It's uh, and that's his Amy's before that. Amy's not with guys that are doing that. She's not picking. Yeah, that the never cream of the crop. No, I know, but so she's it's, not used to it. Yeah, <laughs> but but no, I I agree. That scene was a little cartoonish and kind of absurd. Um, but again, like Vanessa Bayer's character is absurd. Um, and everyone in the in her office is very funny. Um, I thought Tilda Swinton. And I, you she know, was, she was, and she to was be funny. to be yeah. totally honest, I was like, because I really like Tilda Swinton, and for some reason, I didn't know she was in this. And I'm looking at her for yeah, the no, entire I the movie. Way. I was the same way. I the entire way. movie, yeah. I'm staring at her. I'm like, who is this yeah. woman? Uh, why like, is that? Why did we feel that way? Because she did. She wasn't. She didn't have red hair. That's true. She wasn't playing like a really eccentric person. Yeah. She was playing a total like bitch, and I loved it. <laughs> she was so hilarious. Good. I loved when she said, "What did she say?" She was like, "Oh, uh, Amy Schumer's talking about how her dad died just a couple days ago," and part. and she's like, "Oh, is this a one a one woman show? Because I'm not buying a ticket." <laughs> no, that was when uh, she's putting him in the in the in the nursing home. Oh, but later, way, later when yeah. she's when she's like upset oh, about yeah. it, she goes, "Oh, you know the you know what the easiest way to grieve is don't don't." Oh, she's like still talking she, about she this. I got over this days she ago. She goes, "This was eight yeah. days ago. I got over it." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tilda Swinton is very funny. So yeah, I mean, it's a funny movie, and I definitely recommend it. I I don't think I mean for me personally, I thought Spy was funnier. I thought I thought Ted Two was funnier. Types of movies, yeah, I mean, but, it, there's you know, there's always when you when you try to judge a comedy, it's a how often are you laughing, but b why are you laughing kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, just in general, Spy and Ted Two are, are more my kind of humor. Where yeah. th- those are not based in reality at all. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's more my funny. I think. No, but, I get that. But um. But no, it's a good movie. I mean, I you guys would obviously recommend it. It seems. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like the only romantic comedy out, in, like in in terms of like, which I think is honestly, I'm I'm trying to formulate like a blog post about this. It's kind of a dying genre, anyways. I think in terms yeah. of like, how, well, if it's, it's taken beaten to death. And, well, right, and in terms of like box office draw, and is it taken seriously? And I think this is an example of both positives on that front, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's it is being taken seriously, and it is people are seeing yeah. it. And like, I guess just as we progress it's like the idea of what like a relationship should be has changed so much in the past oh, like course, decade right. that you yeah Which I, I kind of i knew this wasn't gonna happen i mean obviously i th- i think this movie would have 
would have been a lot better for me if maybe they didn't end up together at the end. Kind of like kind of like a chasing Amy where it's like they're they're not really sad about it because they're like everything that happened was good, but like it's just not meant to be. Because I, I don't know. I always here's something I always do in romantic comedies, whether it's from 1960s or 1990s or now. Just as a joke, I always like to I always like to watch a romantic comedy and after the movie say to myself, in that world, do they end up the last person that they're with? You know what I mean? Or do they get married <laughs> and live happily after after happily ever after? Right. Yeah. So like when Sarah, when Harry met Sally, I would say yes. Like that's a movie where like yeah, they probably do. Um, the proposal, no. Yeah, it's just you know, you know, even like even and even movies like you know like and, and I don't know. I think that this movie, if I was honest with myself, would be like they probably don't. If they get married, they maybe. probably get divorced maybe. or something yeah. eventually. Such is life, which is fine. Know? No, which, 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 which is fine. Yeah. But sometimes I like to see when you know that walking out of the theater. Sometimes I just want to see like that would I'd be more satisfied as an audience goer if I saw it. You yeah. know? Not them getting divorced, but that maybe if they had a if they had it. You talk about relationships have changed. If they had a realistic, like, look, this has been fun, but, like, I don't know if this is going to work out. You think that character wants kids in two years? Like, like Bill Hader's kids? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe. Things can she change went through in two a years. Lot. Well, how the span of the movie. Yeah, that like, confused yeah, me. Like, obviously. maybe six to nine months, it seems. Yeah, it seemed like within almost a year. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, maybe she goes through a lot of change. So, maybe. Um. Yeah, I... I don't know. Just always a funny thing I like to put at the end of movies, even if it's like speed. <laughs> do they? Do Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves end up together? And the you answer is no, because epilogue. you get a sequel. Yeah. So I, well, yeah, I need a comic strip yeah. epilogue of every movie I ever see. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, we all I think recommend. Also, yeah, David Tell was really. Funny. Oh God, David uh-huh. Tell, he's hilarious. He he has a special on Netflix, a forty-minute stand-up special on Netflix. You should all watch. But uh, where does this rank? in directed uh, Judd Apatow films that he's directed. We yeah. went through them before the show started. So he, I, I haven't seen yeah. a majority okay. to make a decision. So you got The 40-Year-Old Virgin was his first. Knocked up. Then you've got um, Funny People. And then you have This is 40 and now this. That's five films that he's directed. If we're talking directed... Yeah, I'm not directed. going to count producing because there's so many of them. Yeah, there's a lot of ones. And, and you I, don't really and have much of a creative input as a producer. Yeah. Um, I would say it's one or two, definitely. Uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin and Trainwreck are by yeah, far my favorite. I would have to agree. Um, Question over. I mean, <laughs> I mean look, look. I mean, I, I recently had this conversation, but I, I'm like... I don't know. I, I love the 40-Year-Old Virgin. I think it's a really interesting movie in a lot of ways i also think it's hilarious um i also just like i mean i'm just speaking from like his produced movies because i haven't seen knocked up i haven't seen this is 40 um i'm i'm not like a hater i just when it comes to like when i look at these movies were they the funniest movie i saw that year usually not No, no and i and i'm not i don't know i have a different flavor i think than most people for this kind of stuff like you know I don't know. That's well, no. just that's just me. Like well, it, it, it would be like again. You may, there's going to be eye rolls here, but like I, I again, this movie is funny in a lot of ways. I and mean, we're talking about it. I'm, la- I'm obviously laughing about it, but it's not my type of movie. Like I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It, it's it's definitely funny. Okay, but well, I, I think his movies like always. I'm just kind of like they're good, and but I'm like I'm waiting to like watch one and be like that was amazing in every yeah. kind of way. Well, I think 
40 year old virgin kind of accomplishes that and i, that, I and do, that yeah, it was, that's, that's the one where I, yeah yeah I and then it was like the first of its kind really i mean was, i don't know how to describe well, it's such it, a, but, it, it look it's an original kind of yeah movie. Original and, and it doesn't like romantic comedy it's, yeah it's not like no cliches it's takes a subject that you know you'd never see um but i mean i will admit i don't like knocked up i hate funny people i haven't seen this as 40 because i don't see how that's for me <laughs> i'm not 40 and maybe have kids maybe in years you'll, you'll um, it but yeah i mean train wreck i could relate to because the character is close to our age and it's right. a little more modern it's funnier it's more progressive 40 year old virgin same thing like i mean yeah i what i hope um and it's i think it's definitely should note this this is the first movie he's directed that he hasn't written himself that's true um and maybe that helps and i and i hope that you know we have we girls he's recently producing and um has a big hand in and then he also has this i'm really hoping that judd can turn it to finding these comedians that have a very specific voice like amy schumer does um or any you know prominent stand-up that has a real voice to them and give them the opportunity to write and star in their own things because a studio is gonna gonna pick up a judge Judd Judd yeah, film. Film. well he's kind of made it this his crusade i mean he's got i think he's got two All... girls and he's you know he's married mm-hmm. and i think that I heard, I heard him kind of talking about this that he's like female comedy has been his like crusade for a while like well he's it's really also trying... the best comedy out right now like, well right it is but yeah. there's way more <laughs> better women well, we talk i mean we talk out. about how we're not really excited for the potential male ghostbusters movie but we are for the female you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah. it's, which is kind of amazing that we live in a world where we can say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean you know but, but i don't think i don't think judd apatow has to like they, he doesn't all of his films have highlighted stand-up comedians and i mean because like we said he's a huge comedy nerd um he he used to just like he used to just reach out to comedians like Jay Leno and Jerry Seinfeld and ask for interviews. And he has like recordings from when he was in college of him asking them about crafting jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like he loves putting comedians in his films and you know, I don't think it, he has to like search anybody out. Cause if he's, if somebody's there that, that is a writer, he will gladly like put them in his film or, definitely, or have definitely. them write something. Yeah. But I like to see him give yeah, that's more, true lesser known mm-hmm. comedians um, yeah. a chance to have their voice on a large stage because mm-hmm. they deserve it yeah sure. i see good things in the future so long as he doesn't go back to funny people <laughs> unfunny people well he's good i mean yeah whatever i, it's, uh, I don't know it's just he's, ironic he's kind of getting up there i mean just, like windows you know um c- comedian comedic either directors or uh Especially actors, I think have a very it's like basketball players and in, in, you know they, they have a very small window of like when they're gonna be good. You typically right, you don't have a lot of comedian actors for sure, but also directors and writers that go on just hit after hit after hit after hit. I mean, you just look what's going on with Adam Sandler right now, and it's kind of crazy that the same guy twenty years ago was the biggest comedian in the world. I mean, yeah, I don't know. So it's well, just you—you you always work. Comedy is just—it's one of those things where like it, it doesn't always last. That's so. what makes like funny people so like ironic and weird <laughs> to me is like that movie is about Adam Sandler and about how he has fallen apart right. and like basically a 
loser. And for some reason, I guess being in a movie like that doesn't change your opinion of yourself. And Adam Sandler continues to put out crap after crap. Right. So pixels in theaters now yeah we're not, we're not seeing that <laughs> no, we're not <laughs> all right but you know what we did see um in addition to train wreck was our our 1992 movie as we move up from 1990 to the present day um and uh we watched the crying game which is on netflix um it's a movie that i have never seen i don't think anyone in this room had seen before this week and it's also a movie for me um that i was unaware of the plot really i didn't know much about it actually i knew nothing you know we it's about i i read ira terrorists uh you know hostage situation and i knew there was a romantic thing in this movie but um you know i thought it was going to be kind of political and kind of uh uh you know like a kind of a war drama kind of thing um which it's not really <laughs> at all. Anyways, um, let, let, let's just let's, let's we'll, social. We will talk about it and um, we'll get into it. I want to say uh, major spoilers coming from a movie that's uh, 22 years old or whatever, 23 years old. Yeah, and, but I would say uh, if you, I I highly recommend watching this movie, but don't read anything. Yeah, it's it, I I think yeah I didn't know I didn't know the twist and not knowing it I think made it more of an experience for yeah. me that if I if exactly. I knew it I wouldn't I would have been like I would have been sitting there being like all right what is this yeah. movie gonna be yep so anyways um I don't know I'll start with initial thoughts since I went last for um train wreck I mean I, I it's a good movie um I I gotta respect this movie for uh you know its place in in gay trans cinema um it was in that time that early 90s like independent movie Miramax kind of thing where like people were just there was a, there was a market for like odd and different and um you can see where this movie will fall falls into that um that being said i mean it's you know it's a good movie i think in every way socially that it's progressive um stylistically it's it is old. it is very old. <laughs> yes. In fact, before the twist I thought, man, this feels like I was I thought if this movie was from 1962, I would be like, wow, this is really well done. Yeah. <laughs> but there's so many like things in this movie that just seem very dated in 1992. Yeah. Like that didn't like just stylistically that don't that it didn't hold up like, for then. It feels I don't know. like an early 80s movie, not Yeah, like if anything, movie. and maybe even earlier than that. I don't know. But um Forrest Whitaker's great. I mean, the performances are good. Um and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I liked it. I, I recommend it. I think it's. I think it's a movie that everyone should see. I think it holds a place historically for this the kind of content. So that's mm-hmm. my thoughts, especially in current. Yeah, times. and and it's it's amazing how like I mean I, I'm watching Sense Eight, which has a trans actor and character in it, and you know Caitlyn Jenner. I mean it's it's very like topical. It's very topical. And so. I like you know we we're kind of going back and forth like who chooses which year every five times, and I picked this without even knowing. So like we got pretty lucky on like. Coincidental, yeah. What what is going on today? Um, For my thoughts, I I really loved it. Uh, You know, I I liked all the like IRA subplot stuff. I really thought it was you know extremely mature, progressive, and like really sensitive given its year. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, even like, yeah, I I I just liked all the all the lines of dialogue every every like character approaches the subject very maturely nobody is i mean they say like there are characters that say things that they shouldn't have said but they learn from it and unless they're like you know the asshole character like dave <laughs> <laughs> right but, yeah who's just like 
That, I feel that's, bad for him, kind of. That's, that's like the first boyfriend, right? Yeah, kind of, well, yeah, he was I just one love of his, the guys. I love his yeah. outfit. Yeah, the tracksuit. <laughs> tracksuit and bling. Yep. Colin, what did you think? You hadn't seen it before, but you knew the twist. I knew the twist. Uh, I knew the twist for a long time, because I swear it was in like an I Love 1992. Yeah. They talked about the crime well, and, and I feel like I've heard this I in think Family Guy before and stuff, and I just didn't, yeah. I forgot about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, if you so don't I, see it, you can't place it. Right. Yeah. I knew that was coming, and like you said, I really, I mean, knowing that that's coming, it's like a huge, like, I, I like, it yeah, really I, does I, take some of it yeah, away. I, like, I can't imagine, because you, cause yeah. kind of the fun of the twist, too, is that you think it's one movie, and then all of a sudden it's a different, yes. it, it, immediately, mm-hmm. right? The twist, obviously, is that the woman that Stephen Ray is, is, is uh, getting with is a guy. Yeah, um, that he's kind of like promise to protect and yeah and he and he really loves in a lot of ways and, mm-hmm. and like then it gets really confused mm-hmm. um but anyways you know it, i just think it, it it's like it, it is one movie and then then all of a sudden it's another so if you know what's happening it's mm-hmm. you're kind yeah. of like you, it, you were probably like uh, i don't need to watch any of this because yeah, it's definitely it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and i mean i the star really here is the screenplay i mean i it, it's great yeah the dialogue is um, great dialogue is mm-hmm. fantastic really the stuff between Forrest Whit- Whitaker and Stephen Ray at the like the first 20 minutes oh, of the yeah. film is great that was a twist or surprise at the beginning that I didn't know about uh, about Forrest Whitaker going yeah uh, <laughs> the style that, that was he shocking <laughs> that was really shocking you mean peeing no, or dying when he dies <laughs> When he dies, no, that was shocking. But I was, I was waiting for that because I knew Stephen Ray was going to kill him. He couldn't. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting. It wasn't for in his I, nature. I, 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 yeah, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. in his nature. Um, but it, what you know it was that that was a great scene. But it was kind of funny. It, not again, not knowing what the plot was going. I'm like, this is good. they they do they like each other? It was like because he's running after Forrest Whitaker, and they're kind of like they're kind of like ha ha. Like, <laughs> he was like, wait, are they Stop. having fun? He's going to kill you. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, I think because Forrest Whitaker knew that. Fergus is his name that Stephen Ray plays. Is it Ray or Rhea? I don't know. Is it Rhea? It's Ray. Ray. Is, is it, it Ray? I think it's because he's because yeah. You he's, know he's it, Irish. If you don't know who we're talking about, you know him when you see him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's one of those guys. Yeah. Um, he was you know he was nominated for an Academy Award for this. Uh, was he? Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah. And so was uh, Dill J. Davidson. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Cool. Yep. And he, he, it's not in his nature. He's just like a volunteer for the IRA. I mean he's not fully invested. But you do get the sense that he could, like, kill you. He could kill you. Like, you get that, which is kind of cool. Like, he used to be involved in crime or something. Yeah. But it's also not in his nature to just kill someone. He wants to do good. Yes, exactly. Um, So when he's chasing him and Forrest Whitaker runs out into the street and gets hit by a British army convoy and just it is the best looking like run, like oh yeah it yeah. was really done is. super well because I was like oh fuck like he gets hit really hard run over <laughs> like over. scraped across the ground by yeah, the tires it vicious. and it well it looked really bad and and then you're just kind of like run Fergus <laughs> run and uh yeah i I was not expecting that, but I also, you know, kind of knew that he had to die in yeah. order for the because movie to progress. How, yeah, how is he gonna get? To <laughs> yeah, whatever he's to gotta Dill's do next. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, it's super progressive for '92. Uh-huh. Uh, stylistically, it looks like a 
Yeah. It looks a fucking mess. I like the lighting, though. I did like the lighting. You know what got me was these cheesy, like, he's envisioning Jody um, bowling in uh, <laughs> Cricket. In cricket. Yeah. You know, that really, like, that little, oh, like, Vaseline yeah. glow on, yeah. on yeah. The Barbara Walters yeah. effect. It was, yeah. very, it was just very, like... I was like, la- I was laughing, mm. and I can't imagine that in 1992 that was any less dated than it is now because that was a weird. Mechanism. It was a little weird, but yeah. I guess it's like it's constantly on his mind. You know, but uh, it was just like it was very cheeseball-y, like the way it was presented mm-hmm. to us. Yeah, um, maybe there's some sort of metaphor there that we're not picking up, but I, I yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, the one stylistic <laughs> choice that I I really liked and appreciated though was when I mean. I knew the Metro is a gay bar. And like I knew yeah. from the beginning. Like all the signs are pointing there. But you know, as an audience member watching this in ninety two, you probably didn't. Yeah, it wasn't and I didn't catch it. It was filmed in a way that it doesn't like look like a gay bar at first. But then eventually but when he finds out that Dill is a guy and he obvious. goes back, it is drag queens yeah i noticed and, that yeah. for sure i noticed yeah, that that was sure. i, I, I just thought that maybe it was choice. like drag night <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah well like, i mean it could have it was like it a weird been. like yeah. you know kind it of... seemed like overwhelmingly that night it was just like everyone was in drag and i was like no it wasn't like that before no, was i it? saw disco mirrors on the columns and i said yep that's the play <laughs> okay i guess yeah that's what's up uh, they're doing karaoke uh-huh mm-hmm. It's funny because I told I was told you guys before the show again I didn't know of this twist and the whole movie I was sitting there thinking that I was like I don't want to be like I think she, she looks kind of masculine and I was yeah. like I was very like so it was like maybe like I don't I can't imagine what it was like to see this movie in, in theaters especially since exactly. like no internet right so no one was probably spoiled yeah. when they saw yeah. it you know so they, I wonder if people were like I wonder if they wanted you to maybe think that or not I don't know there was like kind of. I think we're we're you know, exposed to it so much now that maybe that like, was it. As I was like, it's been on my mind because Sense Eight I'm watching, yeah. which is the same kind of character. And and I've been watching so much Drag Race lately <laughs> that <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah. So was, well, my I, standard my standard for drag queens is very high. Right? I didn't, <laughs> they're just not. Good. They did a poor job. Yeah. Uh, um. Well, I mean, Jay Davidson does a really great job, and uh, but like the first time i that we kind of see her i get him sorry um i kind of i knew i was like yeah that's yeah, definitely I, I, you I, I can tell felt, i was I mean, like why doesn't anyone else notice this yeah. he, he doesn't have the most pronounced like adam's apple but you can still tell just based on his face structure and everything i'm like yeah that's and his voice I mean, yeah, his voice, yeah. It's like I think this I know where this is going, and then you get that shot, and you're like, "Yep, <laughs> yeah, that is that." It was like such an in-your-face reveal, too. Which Literally, I actually, which I actually really like. Yeah, you don't. I mean, you, even today, you don't get that much. Yeah. You know, full frontal yeah. male <laughs> yeah. uh, nudity. But just the way that like, it started at top, and it like doesn't slowly go down, but it doesn't like quickly go down either. And like you go down, and you're like, "Wait, those aren't boobs." Oh wait, that's a penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's a penis. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate that. Rather, what, rather than some like delicate and, reveal, yeah, and yeah, you felt yeah. bad for him because like Fergus didn't know, and she or he thought that you know he did, yeah, and, and it's like, oh, and like, I think they do a good job of like he doesn't just like leave and like you know, which well, is super progressive, yeah, which it is really right, is. Right. he does super progressive of the character, right, yeah. to yeah. be like. He does, but he comes back and apologizes because he accidentally well, I mean, he accidentally right. I mean, hits her and yeah, yeah. There's like I mean, there's there's ups and downs there, but yeah. eventually his goal is still to be like, 
I think you know he's looking for solace based on the fact that he killed uh, Jody. Basically, mm-hmm. I mean he's responsible for that death. So, mm-hmm. um, Forrest Whitaker is great. Yeah, too. he really is. I mean, no, I didn't like his accent. I thought I his know, accent I... was really muddled. And I, I guess I just had a problem with the act. I mean, it's no fault of their own. I, I had a problem with the accents in general because it, it was hard to hear <laughs> at times. Dude, I'm telling you, no, <laughs> I think it's the Netflix. Is version it? of this movie maybe, yeah because like, I, I watched watch something it on surround i watched i watched something? something right after this and the the audio was way louder on netflix and like it, it i don't know there was something wrong with you i swear to god because the music was like sometimes drowning out yeah, like yeah the, I, the, the mix was messed up or something yeah. also i didn't i hated the music I it was a little so over dramatic oh my yeah. god i hated the music in this movie it worked at times and then it, it was like the okay stop, really well stop. Like, yeah but then they repeated too much it yeah. was too much repetition like they're just talking about like you know, relate their relationship with Jody and how Jody, Porus Whitaker's character, knew that Dill was a man, and it's just like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. like take give it a rest. I don't hear these people talk. <laughs> there were two things that I really thought of during this movie too. One, I think it would make a great stage play because a lot of it's really it's, interior, it's, it's all very, and like, it would let the dialogue. It's like show. five locations. Five locations. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and then um. I also thought, and I, I doubt this would do any good now, but it, this would be a movie that I would love to see a modern take on. Yeah, no, I was, I was I think thinking it could that. be, a, technically wise, so much done yeah, better. Yeah, better. Yeah. But, it's, but it's one of those things where, like, it's, you know, it's already been done. Yeah. Yeah. This, this story stands alone. It's like, like remaking it, Usual Suspects. Yeah. It's like, how do you, it is that big of a twist where it's like, it does change, it makes the movie better because otherwise it's just a, it's pretty typical. Yeah. It's a it typical is. romance thriller. Right. But it, it, yeah, this movie, it stands out on its own as like, you can't remake it. You can't redo it because it I will think never you be. you could and you could do it very interestingly. No, you, you could. <laughs> there's I, just, I, there's no, not a point to it. I, I thought the same thing. I just think that I do, th- I do think of the same way, but it's one of those things where like, again, the twist is this movie. Yeah. And when you know it, it's like, it I, maybe it. they could change it up it a little bit. It doesn't ruin it, but it, changes the way you look at it you know i don't know very i don't know uh, what about uh i like i liked uh jim broadbent the the uh yeah. carl yeah or it was cole cole yeah cole yeah the uh I, uh, yeah i love the he's i wanted, very, him, to, I wanted him to, to say crusty jugglers crusty crusty jugglers yeah and uh yeah that's right i forget he's in that yeah. <laughs> he's i'm like i know the, i fives, can't think of his fives. name i can't think of his name i know he's in harry potter well, I know these are a bunch I of mean, other films i've seen these but. are full of like british and english or and yeah. irish characters that like you just you see and you know them and you're not mm. sure where they're from and they're odd yeah. ones younger i loved his character though because he was so like supportive and he was like kind of that rock like for them to like communicate i love the scene where he's like Cole, tell her to tell, like that I'm not leaving and whatnot. And oh yeah, like, that, that's Dill, dialogue. he says he's not leaving, and they're just yeah. sitting right next to each other. Um, but I love the line where um, he said, like Dill runs away, and Fergus is sitting there and in, in the bar, and Cole says, like you know, usually girls when they do that, they want someone to follow them, and Fergus says she's not, a, or she's not a girl, and Cole says whatever you say. And I really like that. I just mm-hmm. thought that was a really like good line. Like whatever you say, it's not, you know, it's not up to you to determine what she is or what she, right. what he or she mm-hmm. isn't. So, yeah, I liked his character a lot. 
He's a weird looking dude, though. <laughs> Good actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah, right. yeah I definitely, definitely like this movie for what it presents to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely. It's a stylistically, it's, it's very dated, and I think the direction kind of gets a little muddled at times. Um, that some scenes just really aren't handled as well as the dialogue is that we're given right especially i think at the end too the end is kind of really jumbled and mm. maybe that was due to the fact that i had a hard time hearing what they were saying a lot of times yeah but. when the during the climax mm. when she i'm gonna keep saying she because yeah. it's uh, when she when she ties him to the bed and like is saying stuff about like how he or you know, Fergus knew that Jody was going to die. You were going to kill him. And like, is just saying, she's saying a lot, but like, it's really hard to make out. And I can't tell if she like knows something or doesn't know something that we, we don't. And, um, but that ending when Jude comes in the end of the room and there's that shot of her, uh, Dill behind the, like the, um, shades, I mm-hmm. guess, and just like shoots her. I that was a cool looking shot. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Um, but I noticed in this movie, and I think the squibs in this movie were really good. Like that's just old '90s like blood explosions and whatnot. Yeah. I really like that. But uh, or like, I don't think anybody in this movie knows how to hold a gun. <laughs> well, that's also a '90s thing. I mean, no, it's true. They like, yeah. Everyone, why is she holding way so up high? there? No, it's true. They, they didn't. No one was ever conscious about proper like armory in movies until like the 2000s. So yeah. it was really weird. Like, no they, one... and the guns looked fake. Like one of those guns yeah. was like way yeah. too big. Yeah. It was just. Yeah. But. Loved crying game. Loved it. We saw a train wreck in the crying game. It's like what I could call the Tigers season right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, um, uh, we end every show with uh, with. We'll uh, see it. <laughs> see see the crying game. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, transition. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, to be honest with you, if you haven't seen it and you would listen to all of those, it's gonna. Suck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> point, that's true. Well, because. in the description, we'll put see this movie before you listen to this, please. <laughs> um, but we end every show with uh, video on demand recommendations. Um, I'll go first, uh, really quick. Um, it, actually, right after this, I, I went and watched The Honorable Woman, which is this BBC miniseries on uh, on Netflix. Uh, well, it's not for Netflix, but it's on Netflix um, with Maggie Gyllenhaal and actually Stephen Rie Rie uh, Stephen Rie is uh, <laughs> the, the main character in The Crying Game is in this show too. Um, uh, it's a it's a, a BBC miniseries about. Um, um, an Israeli woman whose father uh, was in the arms business and now she's kind of trying to make up for it. Um, I watched one episode, but I, I was really intrigued. So I, I'm, It's not necessarily what I recommend, but I'm letting you know it's what I'm watching right now. Um, and I'm going to try to finish it soon. because it's a, I, I saw a miniseries. It was recommended to me, so I'm trying to you know finish it up really quickly. So Honorable Woman, we were you've seen a couple episodes, Colin. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal is great. Let's I mean, in one episode, she was like really, really good. So I can't wait to continue watching it. Uh, I'm starting to run like not run out but I'm forgetting what I've recommended before so <laughs> if I ever in the next coming episodes if you ever repeat, repeat it's a movie you really like <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. but uh, I know I haven't I haven't recommended this one uh, I'm recommending Noah the um, Russell Crowe Jennifer Conley 
Darren Aronofsky flick. Um, came out one or two years ago. And it was last year, I thought. Early yeah. last year. Yeah, maybe, okay. yeah. Um, right. I went into this not really like excited wanting or <laughs> wanting to like it or even see it, but it's Aronofsky, so I'd definitely watch it. Um, and it's this movie's weird. It's not the Noah story that you know or want to know or even need. But um, you definitely see this movie for Aronofsky's style, and some of the shots are breathtaking in this. Um, Matthew Libertique does the cinematography, and he's been doing it uh, all the time for Darren Aronofsky. Oh, okay. It's right. a Black Swan, The Fountain. Just he consistently does great work, and no exception here. I love the fountain, yeah. Especially the look of that, that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's um, no, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Costumes, makeup. They shot it in Iceland, it's, I think. Yeah, yeah. Or it, Greenland. It looks incredible. Cool. Yeah. And I hear it's it's actually like very faithful to the Old Testament, which you know I'm gonna admit I've never read, but I know a lot about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I. I'm excited because I remember there was a lot of backlash on that movie. Like, oh, it's too dark, but like that's how it's <laughs> yeah, written. Yeah, it's like, like if, if you read, if you read Genesis, die. because yeah. it is it is dark. Yeah, but, um, that's kind of the Old Testament for you. The new they've made the New Testament to lighten it up a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> it's a sequel. It's happier it's for the kids. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay, so. Like you, KL, recommended a BBC miniseries. I'm also going to recommend a BBC miniseries on Netflix called A Young Doctor's Notebook. And it is a comedy series. Uh, just four episodes per season, only 20 minutes long each. Hmm. Very strange. Um, starring Daniel Radcliffe and John Hamm. I know. Right? I've never heard of it. Daniel, yeah. Rad- Daniel Radcliffe, as we should mention, was also hilarious in Trainwreck. Oh, do- yeah, he was. The dog yeah. walker. The dog walker. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so he's, it's this BBC miniseries. It's it's a comedy. Um, I've never heard of it. I was at my cousin's house. We were flipping through the Netflix. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's watch it. We watched the first two episodes, and I have to say, it is the most like gruesome yet hilarious show I have ever seen. It's about a doc, like a Russian doctor, very young, Daniel Radcliffe in the early like before the russian revolution he is assigned to a hospital in the middle of nowhere he's taking over for this older doctor who died and he's like basically a medical student he doesn't know much but he's very eager he doesn't know how to handle the stress and john ham is him from the future like visiting him as like an apparition like trying to get him to like teach him how to get through things Mm -hmm. The first episode ends with like a cringe inducing dental surgery that he's like trying to pull this tooth out and he doesn't do it properly because he doesn't wait for the actual dentist to come back from like wherever he was. He pulls out like half of his jaw and just (laughs) blood just sprays everywhere. And then (laughs) the second, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but the second one deals with amputating a little girl's legs and it shows everything like it shows him he's like trying to saw through the bone with a really like dull saw and it's just it's really like i was close to throwing up but like laughing my ass off and it's really well done it's it's like a real human story about you know 
coming to grips with like are you a doctor or are you a butcher especially (laughs) in this time like so i highly recommend it it's short but if you're squeamish um probably shouldn't watch it (laughs) because it's it's rough it's very rough but yeah watch that it's hilarious sweet cool well, that just about does it here uh, for this uh, this two-for-one edition of the Woodward's Filmcast. Um, make sure to hit us up on Twitter at WoodwardsDET and uh, shoot us an email at WoodwardsFilmcast at gmail.com. Love to hear your opinions on these films and any recommendations for 1993 when we get to our 20th episode. I'm picking. So. Yeah. <laughs> watch out. Yeah. If you don't recommend anything good, watch out. Colin's yeah. picking. You're at the mercy of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see you later for uh, Colin and Mitch. I'm Kale. See you. Bye. Bye. This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk. <laughs>